Hey, it's Jordan, and delighted to be joined by Jennifer Perlman uh, down in South Florida. Uh, glad to see uh, you, you all, well, you are, are doing well, uh, and the hurricane hasn't decimated uh, this part of Florida, like others. Uh, big announcement, uh, even though you're not like officially uh, launching with rallies and things like that for a little while, uh, you are uh, launching uh, to the public uh, an, an important campaign uh, today. So let's hear who you're running against, what are you running for, and why? Um, I am challenging Debbie Wasserman Schultz in the Democratic primary in Florida's 23rd district, um, primarily because I have been a very unhappy constituent of hers for the past 15 years. And we are on a campaign to get the corporate money out of our district and return power to the people who live here. And uh, for those progressives, you know, obviously Bernie uh, was the big uh, national movement in 2016, but there was a lot of interest. Uh, at that time, uh, law professor Tim Canova was running against Debbie Wasserman Schultz, um, you know, lost by 12 points. So could have been a lot worse considering Debbie Wasserman Schultz has been in there for a long time. And obviously she was kind of disgraced with everything that happened with the 2016 rigging. She kind of got moved to the backbench of the party, but she's still very prevalent in the party. Um, before we get to, uh, you know, your strategy against Debbie Washington Schultz, I want to draw a contrast. Uh, she uh, has been basically, you know, hand over fist taking money from the special interest. Your backstory uh, is a lot of working with people who don't have a lot of resources, uh, people, uh, you know, impoverished people, the most vulnerable as a, an attorney. Yeah, um, that's what I'm currently doing right now is being pro bono of counsel for an organization that does post-conviction work. So um, everything from early termination of probation to helping people figure out what they still owe, helping people figure out how to get back into society and people having to get fixed up with different local organizations to help them sort of get back in to civilization. And when you, th when you talk about being, uh, you know, you're running because of you've been an unhappy constituent. Can you kind of talk about that? Because when I think of the 23rd district there, right or wrong, I, I think generally, uh, you know, some wealthier folks, heavy Jewish population, they definitely uh, know and are comfortable with Debbie Washington Schultz. But there's also a lot of people not, and a lot of people, uh, both Latino and uh, lower income in that district. Yeah, our district is really kind of interesting because while it's completely gerrymandered and blue to the point where um, it's always a Democrat that's going to win this district, it's much more of an establishment Democrat blue than a progressive blue down here. And so even though someone like Debbie was, as you said, disgraced and had to step down from the DNC, um, they still elected her here. So it's really a certain amount of comfort level. I do think that there is a, um, a Jewish tribal factor to somewhat in this district that, you know, really works. We've always known that in this district growing up, Broward County, um, Jewish surnames do well in elections. That's, you know, and just like in Miami-Dade, Hispanic names do well in elections. It's just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's the case. So as a, as a constituent of hers, I have just been watching her have been taking money from all the wrong people and doing all the wrong things. And it's really, 2016 was, as much as everyone else was still happy with her after that, I was just beyond disgusted. And that was really, that was the final straw. And I was a volunteer for Tim in 16, and I really saw how that 
campaign went down and how she was with that. And it really was just even more so infuriating that she's just so entitled to be sitting where she's sitting. So it's a combination of wanting to get the corporate money out and really just thinking that she needs to move on now. And can you kind of talk about um, your policy proposals, very progressive, Medicare for all, um, free public college, things like that. Uh, But Debbie Wasserman Schultz, as far as I know, has been against uh, marijuana legalization, even for medicinal uh, purposes. She's kind of wavered on that. Uh, That's one of uh, the the policy proposals you're proposing. Uh, Talk about your what you're proposing in contrast to her record. Um, well, primarily, I want to just say that, like, for me, the bigger issue on a federal level is decriminalization versus what we're talking about legalization, which is much more of a state function. Um, right now in the state of Florida, for example, we have two pending pieces of legislation to legalize recreational marijuana. Um, but on a federal level, what needs to happen is it needs to be declassified as a Schedule One drug. And really, that's the extent of it in a federal level. And plus, you know, commuting sentences and releasing people that are in federal incarceration based on nonviolent drug offenses. But um, as far as I know about her, last I had heard, um, when they were pushing for medicinal here, her attitude was she wasn't for it. She still was calling marijuana a gateway drug. And at one point, I think she sort of leaned and said, "Okay, I guess for veterans suffering from PTSD, I guess, you know, then it's okay." Um, but I have not heard her support the concept of decriminalization in any manner. And could that have anything to do with all the banks she takes money from that are invested heavily in pharmaceutical companies? Well, that and I also think um, alcohol. She takes money from alcohol industry. So, um, I mean, to me, that's just common sense. So, you know, you can't ever say why someone votes or does what they do, but the appearance of impropriety when you're taking money just leaves it it leaves it too open to possibility i mean i just it's just not acceptable mm-hmm. so. uh also obviously uh south broward south florida in the eye of the storm no pun intended of climate of the climate crisis some people some experts talk about miami in the next decade or two being underwater uh what is your thoughts on immediate action because debbie Wasserman schultz honestly she talks to talk but i don't really know what aggressive she's not for the green new deal as far as i know uh what is your contrast there I mean, well, I definitely support the Green New Deal. Um, I don't understand how anybody doesn't support it. It's not even a specific policy. Why would you not support being as ambitious as possible? And the, truthfully, it's probably not even ambitious enough. Um, I, my last th- seeing sightings of her on the whole climate policy was she wouldn't even agree that fracking should be banned. Um, I haven't heard her say anything really on this. She she did make some comment. We're having a current situation where this private company um, wants to drill just west of Miramar, which is, I mean, that basically is where the two canals intersect between Broward and Dade's drinking water. And um, there's a company that wants to drill there. And she did say that she, you know, she didn't support that. So, you know, but she definitely has not taken any sort of leadership roles in doing anything, being that we are in South Florida. I've never heard of her being, you know, starting up a a solar initiative or I've never seen her initiate or start anything Mm -hmm. in this. Yeah. And, and could you kind of talk about uh, in that district, because there's other districts like this and parts of New York, Connecticut, that kind of have, you know, little old, older money, older people. Um, and it's that familiarity. Uh, they don't even know as much what her voting record is, what she does. But it's like, oh, it's Debbie. Uh, how do you break through on those people? Because, frankly, uh, you do need to pluck some of those people. Uh, is it a strategy of, you know, 
think of your grandchildren, <laughs> whether it be climate change, the healthcare crisis. How do you plan on, um, I guess, canvassing to, to attract uh, some of those voters? Um, well, first of all, I think my demographic is going to automatically be more appealing to, to voters than, say, somebody who is an outsider, being that I was born here and I'm a second generation Jewish Floridian. Mm -hmm. So there is a comfort level. I mean, she and I are maybe one or two people removed in the community. I mean, there's a lot of mutual friends. I'm active in the Jewish Community Center. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that might have had that familiarity, but they don't necessarily feel unfamiliar to someone like me. Um, and the, the issues down here, it's really interesting because the older people, obviously, there is a, they are not really that interested in Medicare for all. For the most part, the older people in the older communities have an attitude of, well, I got mine and I had to work for mine and I had to wait for mine. And it's not a priority for them. It isn't. Um, but I have found that talking to people about what's going on with the environment in terms of the world for their grandchildren, that is a little bit more appealing in terms of, you know, getting through to people any sort of progressive message. But um, yeah, we, our, our district is a very interesting uh, anomaly and by design, it was gerrymandered that way on, on purpose. Mm -hmm. so, and yeah. do, you, do you draw any lessons, inspiration from any national figures, whether it be Bernie, AOC, whom, whom, whom do you kind of, not like mirror yourself in, but who do you kind of take some political oxygen from? Okay, um, for a manner of like temperament and personality, I would say more Tulsi. Um, not necessarily on, not necessarily saying in terms of policy, but just in terms of how she presents herself and how she, um, like, go, how she calls people on what they need to be called on. And I, I appreciate that. And I also, and I took notice of her in 16 when she stepped down um, from working with Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And I always sort of kept that in mind as a real sign of integrity because. I don't know that anyone else would have done that. I, I haven't seen any other figures in her position that have really stood up. Um, I don't recall, I think there was one other person that endorsed Bernie that was in the house at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, so I find her to have, to me, an amazing level of integrity. So I appreciate that about her. Policy-wise, I'm probably more in line with Bernie, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, personally, I'm probably somewhere between Bernie and Mike Ravel, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I always say that it's really not a matter of what I think. It's a matter of what the majority of the district wants. Um, fortunately, we are a blue district, so I can say comfortably that it would not be difficult to represent this district in that way. But um, it would really be up to everybody who lives here. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of your proposals, which is growing in popularity, is shutting down these for-profit prisons. Uh, to my knowledge, Debbie Wasserman Schultz has benefited from those for-profit prisons. Can you kind of talk about uh, how you would... Uh, kind of galvanize um, enthusiasm uh, in the district there to close down those for-profit prisons. Uh, I don't. I don't even think it requires that much to get people interested in that. Every person that I've ever spoken to down here. Now, granted, I'm in a criminal justice community in terms of the people that I work with, so they're pretty aware people. But um, most people, once they hear that there even are for-profit prisons, don't. They just never knew. It's. It's. I don't know anybody who's in favor of it. So I actually don't think that's remotely a hard sell. I think it's. It's easy. I mean, on a local level, um, Debbie did try to have one or agreed to have one built in Southwest Ranches, which is really part of Davie, which is where I live. And a bunch of local people stood up and were like, "No, we. We don't. We don't want that here." And so, you know, she backed off. I don't know who she's taking money from regarding that anymore. Uh, or what the benefit is for her to have that here, I don't know. But anybody who hears about for-profit prisons is generally repulsed by it. 
Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, I'm interested down there because obviously uh, it's a local race, but Florida in general, uh, it seems to be like this purple state that kind of goes both ways, but like a Trump mini-me won the governor there. Yeah, he's been a little better than uh, a lot of progressive. you know, progressives were scared with Governor DeSantis there. He's done some good things from what I hear. Um, but what is the, the climate overall? I know you're running in a district, but do you think that there's uh, more progressive um, pockets maybe down there uh, than one would think of? Progressive, not like establishment Democrat, or is the state and therefore some of the districts moving more towards that Trump style conservatism? I, I think that I've, I'm a lifelong Floridian, so I've seen, I mean, I think the last, I mean, I remember Jimmy Carter at one point won, won an election and won Florida, and we were like floored by that. But so no, Florida is red. Florida is is red. There is no doubt about it. And even like I was saying down here where we're blue, it's, it is much more of an establishment blue, but I will say that there are pockets of progressive people here that are trying to make inroads into that. Um, I mean, I, I'm a member of the progressive caucus. So there there's, and yes, it's not the biggest caucus of the, you know, Broward democratic party, but you know, there, there, there is, there is an interest in moving to the left that I have noticed, but um, more than anything, it's not even a right left as much as it's a corporate, non-corporate or a corrupt and anti-corruption. Um, I've been attending Republican meetings down here and there's, you know, we have a lot of common ground. I mean, for example, they like that I support term limits. So, you know, there's just certain things. There's this there's this sort of anti-corruption vibe that has been stirred up, I think, over the past few years where people are starting to realize that um, the people who are taking money from nefarious corporate sources are not working in their best interest. And so I think that is really more of the poll than whether it's left or right down here, because people are starting to, you know, get, you know, tuned into that. Mm -hmm. And also when you're talking about nefarious sources, Debbie Washerman Schultz has really been gifted a lot of money from the payday lending industry, uh, which to my knowledge, she still does. Uh, that obviously, you know, is predatory towards low income people. Uh, one of your proposals is to curb that. Well, yeah, I, I actually support the the recent plan that Bernie and AOC, I think that they said cap it at 15%, I think is what um, I just saw that, right? Wasn't that what it was, 15%? Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds, I mean, that's reasonable to me. There's a lot of things that would be reasonable to me, but it's out of control now. I mean, it's just, I mean, it is, it's so usury. And it's funny because down here in Florida, we're very aware of this price gouging thing because after a storm, you would see people charging $100 for a bag of ice. And so it's this concept of gouging that is, it, it's just, it's really disgusting. So yeah. anything that curbs that is something that I'm in favor of. And are you prepared uh, if, you know, you are running, uh, obviously, even after she was disgraced, you had the Obama machine come down there in 2016 for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I assume uh, if you run, uh, you know, credible competitive race, you will have, you know, the establishment is striking back nationally. They're dragging Joe Biden's, you know, politically lifeless body uh, to, the, to the finish line. <laughs> like uh, weekend at Bernie's. Right. I, I, I would expect uh, you're not just going to be running, you know, against Wasserman Schultz and her people, but, you know, the national infrastructure. Uh, what have you prepared for that mentally? Um, you know what? I've been sort of wondering myself who who's going to come down and who's going to come down and stump for her down here. I've been wondering that. Is it going to be Nancy Pelosi? Is it? Gonna, I I really don't know. And I and I'm racking my brain to think 
who is going to come down here that is so favorable and loved right now that it's going to really, you know, be such a big bonus for her? And I really can't think of anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that whoever it is will come down into their own little democratic establishment echo chamber and that'll be that. But as far as like really drawing anybody in any, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see anybody that's that popular right now. And also I want to kind of like drop the curtain a little bit because the times I've been in Florida for people not that don't live in Florida or maybe people that do, uh, can you kind of explain like a lot of things in Florida run through a lot of things politically run through Debbie Wasserman Schultz has been my understanding. She has an incredible, even after she was no longer DNC, uh, incredible impact on what actually moves uh, as far as progress down there and, and what doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, just look, I've been sort of working in these circles for a while. And what I have noticed is there is a certain fear factor. I mean, people are afraid because of a certain amount of power, especially somebody who um, sits on an appropriations committee and um, gets to decide certain municipalities what they what they can and cannot have. So no, there's definitely people that are scared and they just won't speak up against establishment. There, you know, you're not going to have that. But um, I don't I, I don't see her as much as as really having. It doesn't seem like real power to me. It seems like, yes, there's this core group of the Democratic establishment, and I think they're fearful of her, and I think that there's a certain amount of control that she still has, especially in Broward County at the local level, the Dem clubs, and the, you know they definitely are in her corner. But I, I really don't know how far that goes. I, I, I've been saying I really feel like they're paper tigers. I mean, I don't know. But once you leave a Dem club and you go out into the universe and talk to anybody else, they don't even know what any like they don't even know what's going on. It's so I don't know who it's a very small group of people. That's that's what it appears to me. And finally, uh, I'm not, you know, uh, doing PR for you, but let's face it, you're going to be outmatched financially. That's for, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of snuck into one of her fundraisers uh, in 2016, which no offense to my uh, older friends in Florida, but was a bit of a Golden Girls episode. Uh, I think I was the youngest person there by like 30, 40 years. Anyway, but, you know, she's going to be doing her little ice cream socials and other lavish fundraisers, and uh, you're not taking that corporate money. So uh, what's your plan? Just kind of old-fashioned uh, asking people, you know, whatever you, whatever you could give. Uh, kind of grassroots fundraisers how do you plan on competing with that we we have a combination of different things going on i mean some traditional type of fundraising like yeah we're dialing for dollars and you know we're, we're only taking from individuals obviously no corporate no corporate packs um but you know and i'm not at all going to worry about what she makes and i've told people very clearly i don't want to know what she's making i don't want to know what her i don't it doesn't matter to me all that matters is that we raise what we need to get the message out that we want to get out it she can outraise me 10 to 1. If I'm able to do what I need to do, then that shouldn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's a combination of things. I mean, hopefully there will be some people that will host some higher end fundraisers and some people that are going to be able to max and, and that would be nice. But um, ultimately, it's going to be mostly small dollar donations. We'd love to get $23 a month for District 23. And um, I'm really reaching out to a lot of the Bernie groups because I know there's definitely motivation on their part to unseat Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So, um, you know, even if, if all of Bernie's volunteers donated a dollar a month, we probably would be able to outspend her. Right, right. And uh, lastly, when you look at the national uh, election right now, which, you know, in 2016, there was definitely some connections and similarities to 
uh, Florida 23 between Bernie versus Hillary. Uh, what are you seeing? Because it seems to me, um, I mean, if 2016 was a media campaign against progressives, that was child's play compared to what's going on right now. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, and it really seems like even in efforts to prop up other candidates uh, and, you know, for example, the media kind of propping up Warren uh, as a way to, you know, take the wind out of uh, Bernie's sails. Uh, what's your thoughts on the overall uh, process right now? Um, well, I thought from the beginning that the goal is to beat Bernie, not to beat Trump. I think that they proved that in 16, that that's clearly I mean, they can say what they want to say, but actions speak louder than words. So they know, look, you know, if I'm aware of something, then that means they're aware of something. So, um, yeah, I think that they see Warren as the best opportunity to pull voters from Bernie, um, I guess, is in the established. She's probably the closest of the establishment Dems to that. Uh, and, and she's definitely smart on policy. I mean, I don't. I'm not completely averse to her. I, I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm like a fan or anything, but she doesn't, you know, she doesn't offend me in any way. She's fine. But the rest of them, I, I just don't understand what they're doing other than trying to just take votes from Bernie. I, I, I just, you know, that's what it is to me. It's just a circus of people trying to beat Bernie. And uh, I lied one more. Uh, like nationally, the local media there in Florida, South Florida, pretty friendly to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, I would say. Uh, um, do you expect uh, much coverage? Uh, plan on really hitting social media, those kinds of things uh, to get that message out? Yeah, you know, I we could sort of like hope for the best with local media, but I, I'm a little bit too aware from working on Tim's campaign how that goes down here. So, um, no, I mean, I think we're just going to be doing our whole own thing. We have a lot of non-conventional things that are planned for, you know, after our launch and things that involve small businesses in the community. I, we want to promote small businesses. We want to promote local organizations. Once we get going, we're going to do like weekly um, volunteer gigs at different organizations here. So it's going to be more about us going out into the community and saying, okay, how can we help you? What do you need? And just start, start doing the job that needs to be done. And, you know, I just, I think that when you put enough out there, it'll, it'll start to take hold. It'll get coverage. And I, and I, as far as the traditional media, probably not, probably not, but we, we you know, on social media, we're, you know, we're at all the places that we need to be. And I, you know, I can hope that the young people who know how to do that are doing that really well for me because I don't know how to do most of the stuff. <laughs> uh, speaking of, where can people find out more uh, about you, your campaign? Okay, we are, our webpage is www.gen2020.com. And then we are on um, Instagram and Twitter at Gen, J-E-N-F-L 23. Um, and then we have a Gen 2020 Facebook page. And I think I think that's it. All right. Thank you, Janet Perlman. I'm sure we're going to be talking quite a bit uh, as, as this uh, goes forward. Uh, I would say Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, politically uh, is definitely, definitely a ongoingly uh, loathed figure among <laughs> progressives, which automatically uh, brings more eyeballs to you. So uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Are you going to come visit? Yes. Okay. Just I'm not going to run and run next time I blew up my back. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Take care of yourself. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statuscoup.com where you can sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as five to ten dollars a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statuscoup.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you. <laughs> <laughs>